0: What's the buzz? Tell me, Bituation Room. What's the buzz? Tell me, Bituation Room. What's What's the the buzz? Tell me, Bituation Room. What's the buzz? Tell me... Why should you want to watch watch our stream about the politics?
1: How's it going, everyone?
0: What's up, everyone?
1: Welcome to the Bituation Room. Bonus... We're doing this live. We might not get anybody this because is, this
0: isn't about other people. This no. is about us. It's about us. Yeah.
1: It's all about us. I, I actually don't not know those really song. song. Yeah. I'm just inventing it okay. right now. Okay. I
0: thought that was a real song for a second. No. I don't know a lot of songs. But hey, you, but
1: wh- you know all of Hamilton?
0: I do know all of Hamilton backwards and forwards and I'm not even ashamed of it. Yeah. That's, no. I
1: hope everyone's gotten a chance to watch Hamilton. Uh, I was on Matt's podcast and we talked all about it.
0: Yeah, we had a whole hour and a half long conversation about how Hamilton is actually a good musical and that people who hate on it um, need to have really good reasons or else I'm going to get mad at them.
1: Exactly. That That's the voice in the face of uh, Mr. Matt Lieb. He's a comedian. Hi. He is uh, also my partner, my life partner. Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I use the word boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, partner. Yeah, yeah we're boyfriend girlfriend. Also,
1: I make him, you know, write and write jokes for uh-huh. food.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's how I survive. Um, but as you can tell, uh, I've been writing a lot of jokes because I've gained weight.
1: That's just because you don't exercise in quarantine at all. Yeah, you, yeah that's true you, too. That's true you too. You refuse.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, I don't refuse to. It's just that the idea of spending any portion of my day on self-betterment feels selfish.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, I thought you were going to say feels neoliberal.
0: And, and it, it feels, feels neoliberal.
1: really neoliberal. It's
0: bourgeois neoliberalism that makes you want to self-improve. I say let yourself go. Just get nice and round, get a moo-moo, hang out.
1: You're just describing a Simpsons episode at this I'm point.
0: I'm describing my life as I see it.
1: Yeah, that this plaid shirt goes all the way down.
0: Yeah, that's right, it does.
1: Um, Guys, I wanted to do a special bonus episode. We might do this again. We might never do it again, but I'm glad a few of you are here. And if you're listening, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks for for tuning in. This is is that bonus content with Mr. Matt Lieb, who, uh, beyond NATO Green, is the other Jew in my life.
0: Yeah, I'm the other Jew. The Jew's on the other foot, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it means, but it rhymes, so I said it. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I've been watching, I've watched every single episode of The Bituation Room, uh, and I've that's got- That's good.
1: You've created ghost accounts to follow it? Oh, yeah, I've got, good. I've good.
0: got, most of your views are just different alt accounts, and you can tell they're me, because I keep going like, Francesca's hot, huh? I heard her boyfriend's really tall and <laughs> handsome. Uh, that's how you'll know it's I me. I heard he
1: doesn't work out.
0: I heard he doesn't work out because he's not a neoliberal bourgeois idiot. yeah. Who
1: wants COVID? Yeah. Um, you've got. I've got a new background, you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, uh, you know, just straight from the factory. High
0: tech stuff. Straight here. from the
1: farm. Mm-hmm. It it almost goes the full length. Uh, it looks good. It looks fine. I wanted to do this bonus and just, like, have some quick bitching. Yeah. I want to talk about cancel culture mm. or canceling cancel, cancel culture. Mm-hmm. There's a, a new open letter out from uh, 153 academics. Ooh. Maybe 148 now that many of them have recanted signing on to. Oh, is that true? It is very true. Oh, man.
0: The news cycle on this one went fast.
1: Very, very fast. The news cycle is it's so quick. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's why I don't stay on Twitter because it's like, I'll tweet something and yeah. then someone will tweet back and be like,
0: that's over. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> if you would tweeted this three hours ago, it would have done way better. Yeah. Like, Fuck you. <laughs> it's one
0: of the reasons that shows of solidarity on Twitter, I think are uh, pretty much meaningless. I, I appreciate the sentiment behind some of it, but for the most part, I'm just like, uh, you what know, do you mean shows of solidarity? Usually it's like everyone has decided at the same time to talk about one particular thing. Or it's like today, uh, mm-hmm. if we're gonna talk about what we're bitching about, um, the story of the Coopers, both uh Chris and Amy oh, yeah. of two separate Cooper yeah. families.
1: Two Coopers. Yeah. It's like the new two, Montague and Yeah, yeah right. Two like,
0: Starcross Coopers, Coopers. Take their lives. <laughs> um Yeah, so like the the story came out i think maybe it was yesterday that if you don't remember who the coopers are amy cooper is the one who called uh the police on a bird watcher Mm -hmm. um and said there's a black man threatening me Mm -hmm. obviously weaponizing the police against a black man for doing something that she found threatening uh which i assume was existing uh and then of course he taped it it went viral Mm -hmm. and uh it all it all went crazy after that and then i think george floyd was murdered maybe a few days later like a week after yeah and um christian cooper is his name christian cooper Mm -hmm. yeah and so it became a symbol of uh you know kind of uh, liberal racism and police brutality and the way that white supremacy works in America where we can call our boys as sure. white people to uh you know to do murder for us. Right. Uh, or, you know, to do brutality. Or just
1: you just wield that over someone else. Yeah. Even if that's not your intention, you you know yeah, you're just speaking the language and exactly. you're someone.
0: And uh so then I think it was yesterday or the day before that um, New York decided to press charges on uh, Amy Cooper for filing a false Police report. Um, and there was a bunch of people talking about it online and I'm like, I opt out of this entire story. And the reason I opt out what were is, they
1: complaining about?
0: <clears throat> I don't know if they were complaining that, so much as, as there are people who were like the, there's, you know, people like good, this is good and mm-hmm. then other people are like, This is bad and uh you know, my feelings about it. But
1: where did you stand?
0: My, I mean, th- honestly, the way I, I where I stand is that it's good uh, because she did do something illegal filing a false. But how police strongly report.
1: do you hold that opinion?
0: Uh, Not strongly enough to go on the Internet mm-hmm. and be like, just so people know, I agree with the cops. Uh, it's, it's like one of those things where it's like I, I'm not I'm not going to go out on a limb for a judicial decision in this case because I don't trust the district attorney in New York. And then today, uh, I feel like my decision not to say anything was vindicated when Christian Cooper, Mm -hmm. the birdwatcher, said that he will not testify uh, and does not support the decision to press charges and says, yeah, he said she's been punished enough, basically. Sure. And then there's more discourse about how, hey, you know, uh, this is good that he forgave her and other people. Like, you you should never, you know, uh, why, why are black people in America always forced to forgive their oppressors and whatnot? And again, my whole thing is like, who knows what tomorrow will bring? I'm not going to go on the Internet and be like, This is my strongly held belief on any single subject. I'm just going to go in there and talk about eating butt. Because that's my favorite thing.
1: All right. That's not this podcast. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But very strong. Thank you all for watching. I see everyone on Twitch. Where Mm -hmm. were you on Sunday? Um, This is is our midweek bitch. Yeah. Um, So Matt's bitching about not... I feel like the internet is the following. It is a um, high-speed five-lane highway that... You can never merge onto at the right time. Right, that's and, exactly and it's Very right. difficult, yeah. or or you know a very elaborate double dutch with yeah. like five thousand ropes. And, and you're, you're like, just, I don't know. No, I, know. I, think, what am I think I think
0: a twenty lane highway is the perfect way of putting it. Because yes. every time you want to like merge into like uh you know to have your comment, there's someone who just flies right by you, and you're just like, fuck yeah! you. <laughs> yeah, know?
1: you're wrong. You're
0: wrong. Yeah. So. Canceled.
1: Well, that's, that's sort of what I wanted to talk about. I mean, I want to bitch very quickly. Let's give some quick bitches. Guys, think of what what are you quickly bitching about. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching mainstream media, hashtag MSM. I was watching uh, MSNBC. Mm-hmm. I got cable news because of the two 2013 World Cup. Mm, yeah. And uh, it's been seven years since the World Cup. And, and you just
0: kept the cable? The I cable. just kept
1: it. I yeah. just, you know, the credit card was on file. I'm probably getting gouged for it. You're one
0: of the few people I know besides my parents who have cable. Did you know that?
1: Um, Thank you. Yeah, no, that your, was a compliment. Your parents are... Cool. They're cool. And also I had a show on MSNBC that aired twice. So mm-hmm. Yeah, no um, big deal. No big deal. Uh one and the very like the dead of 2019, December 29th. Mm-hmm. Literally no one watched it, and the other one in the middle of COVID. But the point is is that they were there, had to have cable for it. But so I'm watching MSNBC during lunch. This is sort of what I do, I watch like an hour of news. It's kinda it's the shows I actually really don't like during the middle of the day. Yeah. But uh I watch it anyway. And it was the commercial, of course. And I could not eat my lunch because the first commercial was uh, was for something. It was for a Humera. No, no, no. It was for for like pure glide female urine catheter trapper.
0: Oh, gross! And it was
1: this like. Ooh, and this little contraption that sits on your nightstand and it was like, the catheter easily fits and I was like, I can't, no, I'm
0: not, I can't eat Yeah, just um, lube it up and put it right in your pee hole
1: just put in that pee hole just like you're putting that uh, <laughs> Beyond Burger in your mouth I was also eating a Beyond Burger which was already like, mm, what mm-hmm. is this? Yeah, it's yeah, good, yeah. right? and then it was like, catheter and then the next commercial straight up was a campaign ad for Donald Trump ugh on fucking msnbc they're straight up taking i mean and i know it's like a you know it's a cable providers thing and like maybe they don't have direct you know uh uh, sway over that but
0: i mean are there the question is are there joe biden ads on fox news i would i would guess yes
1: yeah that might that yes
0: so it's really just uh just remember what I think all cable news and news in general has become, which is just a money making venture. For and sure. and they've turned all for of people our who
1: who pee no good. Yeah, who pee too much. They
0: pee bad.
1: They, pee, dude.
0: No, they don't. They pee too little.
1: They, no, they pee too. They they can't control their pee. Uh, the isn't kegels, a, you know, the the kegel muscle. Right,
0: but isn't a catheter for people so that they can? Isn't it go into the pee pee yeah, hole? Yeah, but
1: that's so that like you. I mean, you can that's wear so a diaper.
0: That, so, I, but. If you're out there, let us know what a catheter hey, is for t- with regards to incontinence. Because I didn't know they were similar.
1: Twitch, let us know. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, I see Probot Video is carrying the flag for Bernie still. Hell yeah. Uh, look at
0: this. But have you tried the Epoch Times? That It's the Epoch Times. Is it
1: Epoch? I think it's Epoch. Whatever. What well, uh, All yeah. I
0: know is it's a right-wing rag that's maybe the worst thing ever.
1: Does it? What Oh, are we talking about in terms of the media? I was it's like, does newspaper. it soak up urine? No, no, it's not
0: a right-wing rag with... Yeah. <laughs> 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 a literal right-wing rag. <laughs> it has... Uh, uh, what's his name on it? That fascist from, uh, from... Nigel Farage? No, from Italy from back in the day. Uh, oh, I yeah. don't know. No, you Mussolini? know Mussolini. That's the guy. Yeah, I forget Mussolini's you know, the, name. The fascist
1: from, from back in the day. The from back
0: in the day. OG you know? fash Yeah, exactly.
1: Um Yes, the I, I've already been bitching about Biden's YouTube ads, Um, but I wanted to ask you, Matt, because mm-hmm. I got this, I got this fundraising ad. If anyone else is on the DNC fundraising, oh, list, I'm on it. You,
0: I don't, I didn't even sign up for get it. Get yeah. Off. Yeah, I, I haven't been able to get Ever. off. No, I don't know why. And what's worse is that like. Um, some people have said, um Bernie gave the his email list to them, and I'm staunchly in the like you know probably I'm of the belief that Bernie didn't do anything wrong and has never done anything wrong, so I'm like sure. he couldn't have, but at this point, I'm like, well, how am I getting emails now from I, mean,
1: I would disagree that that's the wrong move to give uh, to share an email list.
0: I um, don't know. Maybe
1: not without giving the option to opt out.
0: Yeah, I mean, you should be able to opt out. Th- oh, you know what? I actually I got an email uh, from the Justice Dems, which is uh, that's something I do. I think I had signed up for
1: the point of my story that oh, you've I'm taken sorry. in a very so boring sorry. direction. Wow. Um, is that I got an email from the Biden campaign uh-huh. and the headline was,
0: hey, dog pony soldier. Give me money.
1: Yes. It was Joe Biden is a Mensch.
0: Oh my God.
1: And it's from.
0: I do not like being pandered to.
1: Ma- I was going to say Mabbi Reichel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that Asian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: that's not even.
1: Um, yeah, no, it's just dyslexia. Uh, Rabbi Michael Beals. Mm hmm. And Rabbi Michael Beals. So, first of all, what's a Mensch?
0: Uh, a Mensch is like a, a, a good, upstanding boy.
1: Good, upstanding boy? Yeah, good boy. Isn't it like a. Like, um, something even more wholesome, something more like, mm-hmm. like, you're one of the intellectual, no. not elite, but like, it's nothing to do with wits or smarts?
0: No, no. It has everything to do with being, uh, an upstanding person. Oh, a mensch. Yeah, a good boy. You're a mensch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. that's uh, and as far as I know, it's specific, specifically male, but I don't know. Mensha Uh, I think, uh if with if it's a woman it's a fee mensch uh, i i, I just don't know thought
1: that was like there's a lot of pandering there and it was very funny yeah
0: starting off with like uh you know joe biden is a mensch is like uh it means Calling man all jews it means man in german uh yeah well it's this is a yiddish word and in y- yiddish some of the words are a little bit different um
1: a lot of people are bitching about Amlo. Sorry, I didn't mean to s- change it. I just saw a comment. Amlo, uh, the president of Mexico, uh, I think visited Trump.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: I believe that happened. But I've been very late to the story because I wanted to talk about something else in addition to, you know, catheter ads and Joe Biden being called a mensch in the endless. Well,
0: what's the email about about the mensch? Oh, th-
1: it's just it's it's the story of uh, of the rabbi, and he's and he's from Delaware. And he says, I was a young rabbi, brand new to Delaware. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hearing like, like horse footsteps in the yeah, background.
0: Yeah, yeah, because he was definitely a young rabbi riding a horse.
1: I was on my way. <laughs> okay. I was on my way to Shiva minion, a worship service following a death of a Jewish person. I was from California back then. I didn't know Cle- Claymont, Delaware from Scranton, Pennsylvania. I still don't know the difference. I think I knew Scranton was in Pennsylvania, but that's just from The Office. I only
0: know it from The Office.
1: But anyway, so he goes and he, uh, I think it's a personal story. I don't really want to read the whole thing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's probably something like, uh, you know, he, uh, and one day a young senator came up to me and started massaging my daughter's shoulders and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, said, uh, oh, she seems, uh, she seems like a strong, strong girl, huh? And I said, uh, who are you? And he said, uh, "Oh, I'm uh, I'm a Senator Biden, and uh, by the way,
1: vote for me. Vote you're like for you're me. Not up for election. Yeah.
0: If there's one thing I like, it's the Jews. And then he walked away. And I said, that guy's a mensch. You can tell.'
1: He probably made some low, like this is all very sunny, but he definitely made some like low key anti Semitic." remark oh
0: for sure because
1: that's that's joe that's um, joe and but joe biden is a mensch we need a mensch thanks for reading i didn't read any of it to you really but mm-hmm. obviously you know this doesn't change whether i think we need to stop the bleeding literally in this country and actually vote for the guy but i'm like oh my god i mean of all the of all the emails i did open yeah. i did like that i've gotten from the c- campaign i was like joe biden's a mensch all
0: right you're like i gotta hear this yeah i
1: gotta hear this one um
0: yeah, I mean it's uh, I you know it's do, what choice do we have but to vote for, <laughs> for old Joe, you know is uh, at this point I think we're just uh really riding hard on the pity vote come November. I think pity does is I think it's gonna do something.
1: Dirk, Dirk uh, in the comments is saying dementia. Yeah. That is uh oh so good.
0: <laughs> that is good, dementia. Amazing. Dirk. You did it dirt, again. You always do it. You, you did know, it you're again. You're learning from the best. Yeah. <sighs>
1: <laughs> You're learning from the best, From Dirk the best. Comes to all, all of our comedy shows that are live or not live. Yeah. But I wanted to get into this letter. So we talked about it earlier. Uh, I mentioned it briefly, but if you guys haven't seen it or read it, there is a letter out from Harper's Magazine, or published by Harper's Magazine, by 153 um, academics, artists, intellectuals, um, you know, everyone from... J.K. Rowling,
0: mm-hmm. uh, just kidding, Rowling,
1: to Noam Chomsky, mm-hmm. to Matt Iglesias of Vox News, to Malcolm Gladwell, I believe a contributor to The New Yorker and many other. Yeah. Things. And
0: the uh, Revisionist History podcast. Revisionist and History. Uh, I think the guy who helped uh, broken windows policy happen in New York and then has since been really, really sorry about that. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh Well, this is well, this is like a broken window of. Uh, I don't know intellectualism. It is. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a a, a low key crime. Uh, this this letter. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to read it, but I wanted to read some of it to you. And uh,
0: I haven't had a chance, but I have once again seen the internet talking a lot about it, and I opt out. You uh, opt out of it. Well, I opt out then, but I'll podcast about it. Sure, that's fine.
1: Without having read it.
0: Well, no. You, I read you, it for you. You yeah. You can read it to me and then i will have an opinion
1: here's the thing there is a very particular um if there's something that gets under your hat right like there's just a little or like a, a flea in your ear
0: mm. or
1: well, anything we all have pet peeves one of mine is when you put the toilet paper you know the flap facing in it should mm. never be in it's always facing out and another one is
0: many schools have thought on that when
1: but. Supposed people on the left or people who believe themselves to be progressive start talking about cancel culture being the real enemy. Oh, God, yeah. Um, versus white supremacy mm-hmm. and militias being armed and, you know, s- people being threatened and yeah. cars plowing into Black Lives Matter organizers as they've been doing this entire time mm-hmm. or actual police brutality mm-hmm. um, or the fact that we have the. Transcript from George Floyd's death When he was like Calling for his mother Even more directly And saying I'm gonna die They're gonna kill me I'm dying That like you know Mm -hmm. Which just came out today as well No 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 The real problem is We apparently can't have um, Free speech That free speech is being limited Right And there's a cancel culture going on And I've got like Let's just like set the bar Like Yeah When was the first time You heard of anything um, being called, uh, being called cancel culture, or called for the someone calling for the canceling of something, mm-hmm. and I have like the the inception from when I remember it yeah, being used.
0: I think I have it too.
1: Which for me was when Trump got elected, mm. and. Stephen Colbert came out and just, you know, talons out being hilarious, being great, and just like completely I'm not gonna respect this president as he doesn't and like, you know, he's great at doing, skewering him. And the right was like, cancel Stephen Colbert. Yeah, there was a hashtag hashtag and everything. Yeah right like um, how dare he say what he did like there's no presidential respect and that to me was like the first moment of canceling someone of asking for someone to be canceled was this when
0: colbert he had just taken up uh, been on the late, the late show. on the late yeah. show yeah yeah
1: and then what also is inherent in the word cancel culture is that like matt and i know as fledgling comics
0: fledgling i'm crushing it but whatever <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing we, pretty good so. we would
1: love to have something <clears throat> to cancel like, I, oh, yeah. love, I would love to be at the point of my career yeah. where someone would be like, cancel Francesca's show.
0: Yeah, no, it would be nice to have something uh, given to you, uh, you to be it. taken away. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, because it
0: means like, you know, it you, means someone gave something some, to you. you.
1: You got you got something in life. It's like a it's it's a status thing. Your show, your book, your whatever, cancel, blah, blah. Then I really think it took off in the Me Too movement right. when people started Uh, mostly men started feeling incredibly fragile and upset and like French women from, you know, the 60s, who were like, you know, that was how we did it back then. Oh. I, can't, I can't, I'm not <laughs> doing French. You're specific,
0: very specifically talking about ca- uh, Catherine Deneuve. Catherine Deneuve. Uh, But yes, she was just like, this is how it was. <laughs> I, I can't, I don't know why French is one accent <laughs> I can't let, do. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, oh, I
1: have to, uh, I have to really, Sometimes uh, uh, you
0: have to get attached. I, I can't do I it. I have
1: to uh, purse my lips a yeah. little bit. And, oh, that's uh, good. Then I think like this, ah. and then I, I get a very esoteric.
0: Wow, this is turning uh, me on. But, uh,. <laughs> It's hot. <laughs> you should do French more. Um Can you imagine if I was in yeah, the pool well, okay, like It's getting this? worse. Or what, <laughs>
1: if, what if I just did a little mermaid like, Sac-la, Sacre what is bleu. Sacre yeah. bleu. What is this? How on earth? Because I miss such a sweet little succulent crab. Yeah. Quel démange. What a loss. Here we go. In this sauce. and Now some flour. I put just a dab. you. <laughs> All right. That was for.
0: It was uh, Sebastian is a crab.
1: Sebastian is a, that's for all the Little Mermaid fans out there yeah
0: yeah all of you we um, all grew up on that little ass mermaid so
1: anyway cap anyway so in the Me Too movement it was like cancel culture has gone too far mm-hmm. you know and this you know there were a lot of stories that were in the gray area a la Aziz Ansari being right in a really bad date mm-hmm. um and all that kind of stuff to like you know, Louis C.K. And Louis C.K. is a perfect example of someone who did something where he should face consequences for. Right. And didn't really like he had mm-hmm. a movie that didn't come out. I'm sure. There was some money, extra money on top of that, that he didn't cash in on.
0: Right. And he lost a bunch of money uh, in club gig cancellations and stuff but i'm not sure how much of that was them canceling on him or him canceling on them because he was like i'm gonna i mean he's
1: still he can still get booked and he still has a lot of money and like no one's trying to like you know gaddafi him in the streets or whatever like he's okay <laughs> you know <laughs>
0: i'm sorry so specific but
1: yeah no but seriously it's like so that was when the backlash to i think cancel culture started mm. and i in, in my original yeah, no, no, cancel no. culture. Well, because
0: like cancel culture, when it started with Colbert, it was this right wing thing where they were literally trying to cancel a show. It wasn't like. Now cancel's turned into this nebulous term uh, that kind of just means uh, this person is over and sucks, you know? I
1: think it also means, yes, this person is over, they suck, or they did something. Right. And, and I, I definitely like their there are gradations for what I'm about to say and like Mm -hmm. this entire conversation. I think um, we absolutely should not dredge up things from people's like if they didn't actually horribly hurt or harm someone Mm -hmm. dredging up like a joke or a tweet from decades past and using it against them and weaponizing it is clearly bad faith Mm -hmm. and clearly like, Is not productive, right? Right, right. Now, if that person is continually hurting someone, I absolutely believe that they should be. There should be consequences for that. My overall, and and I'll get into how I feel about the cancel culture, but I wanted to read this. So, J.K. Rowling, which will. Why Why is it important that J.K. Rowling is signing this, and she's probably one of the most famous authors to sign this, is because she's been on a tirade against trans people. Mm-hmm. Not, and not not really, but her right to say, supposedly, that she just wants to say women and that women shouldn't apply to any trans people. Whatever hill that she wants to die on and lose all of her fans yeah, who she, are gender nonconforming and otherwise who are just in solidarity with trans people. Right, right. Um, She's dying on a turf hill. She's dying on a... This is the turf she's dying on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let me just read it to you and and see what you think. Okay, this is from the, the open letter. A free exchange of information and ideas, the lifeblood of a liberal society is daily becoming more constricted. While we have to come to expect this on the radical right, censoriousness is also spreading more widely in our culture, an intolerance of opposing views, a vogue for public shaming and ostracism, and the tendency to dissolve complex policy issues in a blinding moral certainty. We uphold the value of robust and even caustic counter speech from all quarters. But now it is too common to hear swift calls for severe retribution in response to perceived transgressions of speech and thought. More troubling still, institutional leaders in a spirit of panic damage control are delivering hasty and disproportionate punishments instead of considered reforms. That so that's the flavor of mm-hmm. this, and it kind of goes on. Stifling atmosphere is harming the most vital causes of our time. Um, the way to defeat the way to defeat bad ideas is to is by exposure, argument, and persuasion, not by trying to silence or wish them away. All right, let's just take it step by step. Mm-hmm. This is about three paragraphs long, and there is too not,
0: long. If you ask me,
1: there is not a single citation of an event mm-hmm. at all. There is no specifics. Mm -hmm. We don't know what they're talking about. We don't know which, uh, they say broadly, editorial boards, certain professors are sad. We don't know. And they don't specifically say. Now... They're not even saying like, hey, that Karen in Costco shouldn't have lost her job when she was yelling racial epithets like that. I would have been like, oh, okay, at least you had like something specific. Right. Right. Okay, The Torrance Karen, who was, you know, uh, used to be a social worker, like let's leave her alone like that. That is that is a perfectly fine argument to make. Mm -hmm. This letter is vague elitist, of course, because it's who it's signed by on, on top of that. And in very non-concrete, it's just like we are infringing on freedom of speech. And are you sure we're not going too far?
0: Right, right. And it seems to me like it's also very much so coming from a place of uh, people having their power challenged for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Because that's what cancel culture is. It's, it's not... Uh, it's not an incredibly powerful. It's like, right. uh, it has the power for as far as I can tell to only hurt people who are working people. The only people who actually can suffer under cancel culture are like people who get caught saying something racist uh, on the internet and then lose their job. Right. And, but which, all of the which people is who actually, are,
1: which is actually, that's why I bring that up. It's like, that is like, that is an argument that I'm willing to listen to, which right. is like, the people who've been filmed and Mm -hmm. like their employers have made their own decisions about what to do with them right no one is necessarily calling for them to lose their job but you could make the argument that there should be another um, you know whether it's a suspension a Mm -hmm. warning some kind of intervention for this person who's working kind of a nine to five job at wherever for losing their job because they got shamed on the internet Cause they're racist. You right. know what I mean? Like, be- like uh, it gives me pleasure that they lost their jobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really does. But yeah. it's an argument to be made. that Right. They shouldn't. Yeah. Now the difference is, is that I feel like who they're talking about is like elite institutions, media institutions. And there's some like, you know, there has been, um, you know, for example, JK Rowling, being called out on her transphobia. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell is someone else who signed this letter. Malcolm Gladwell is someone who invited Steve Bannon to the New Yorker Festival right. about two years ago to have an open exchange of ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? He faced backlash for that because a lot of people don't believe in platforming white supremacists. Right, yeah. And, so, and he faced backlash over that, and he said the exact same thing, which is, this is freedom of speech.
0: Right, and uh, you know, again, it's like, you you look at who the real, uh, quote, victims are in this letter, and they're not, you know, they're not really talking about the Karens who are losing their jobs. They're talking about um, from, you know, uh, a researcher fired for circulating a peer-reviewed academic study. You know, heads of organizations are ousted right. for what are sometimes just clumsy mistakes. Heads of organizations can bite my dick. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, the, the idea that there's some sort of, like... Uh, you know a uh, huge groundswell of the powerful being threatened by cancel culture is yeah. a total myth it's 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 bullshit the people who are threatened by cancel culture are people who don't have power that's the worst you can say of it and cancel culture comes from people who have no power who are expressing it in whatever way that they can that's exact.
1: so i mean that that to me is is, and, and this is a tweet I wanted to read From Alicia Grouseau She says, cancel culture has always existed It's just that historically punched down At women and people of color Who dared rise above their station mm. It wasn't until it started punching up At powerful white men and some white women That it suddenly became a problem Weird, right?
0: Yeah. And
1: I think that's a perfect way to say it And I also think that the fact that The fact that people feel That they have to take to Twitter right? Mm-hmm. Like I know there was Um, a dust-up in this progressive uh, left media company, The Intercept, right? And one of, you know, a black woman writer took to Twitter because she felt like the editorial board had not properly addressed her concerns because another writer kept on pitching uh, stories that she felt were racist.
0: Yeah. Just a bunch of black on black crime black on stories black crime
1: stories. And she took to Twitter for it. And I feel like people take to social media and predominantly people of color and women because there's no other recourse. Right. And either those systems have not been set up either in H.R. or. And, and I mean, God, we all know that H.R. is flawed as hell, even when it does exist but either in HR HR or like any other mediation. Mm -hmm. And clearly companies don't know, and groups and organizations don't know where to turn when they do have this conflict, that that's why you then see it rearing its head. And the fact that we don't have, you know, equal pay for for equal work, Mm -hmm. you know, diversity in hiring, um, understanding about systemic racism within structures, like that's why you have what is now being called cancel culture right because it is a last recourse and i you know so there's there's that i saw a great comment of someone saying um how many you know to the point about you know whether these karens these random canons karens who might be working class how many of them which by the way i don't think the majority of the karens are working like i saw her patagonia hat you know what (laughs) i mean like she the the Torrance woman specifically, but a lot of a lot of the Karens have money, but but not sure. all. Sure, yeah, not, not all. But not all. But but someone was saying how many of them are gatekeeping those people that they hate out of their workplaces. Right. I think that's a really that's very. It's a good real. point.
0: It's a it's a good point, and I do think that like in general, when people are making videos uh you know exposing karens you know i i i'm i have too much empathy i'm a very empathetic person so i uh i like to ga- think of myself as a gauge for whether or not uh an ousting of a karen is fair and i will say 9 times out of 10 i'm always like yep, that Karen is insane. Yeah. Like that's an insane person. No, yeah. You know, I, I, like there was, I think only one instance in which I saw uh, someone just filming uh, a white woman with a camera who who was like covering her face and you didn't see her actually do anything wrong. And so I was like, uh, in this case, you know, we're supposed to just kind of assume that something happened off camera, but... Uh, there's so many videos of people doing something wrong on camera and proudly doing it wrong. Right. Like just saying a bunch of racial Dude slurs in
1: Monterey, just going after an Asian family eating and celebrating a birthday. Right, yeah. And now today was like, I'm really sorry that my venture capital firm <laughs> yeah, right. doesn't want to invest anymore. Now, yeah. now I realize.
0: Yeah. There's just so many videos of people who are doing such uh blatantly Uh, racist things uh, almost proudly on the internet that I'm like hey, you know, we live in a world where like uh, it it was never okay to be openly racist before Uh, why would you think that I mean it was more okay but uh, what I'm saying is that like why would you think that this is the kind of speech that needs to be protected and they're not even talking about it they are specifically talking about their rights as Powerful writers and, powerful and, writers. and, and, and academics yes. to not be questioned by people online who might be making bad faith arguments. They might be doing it just to poke at a hornet's nest. But you
1: work at Princeton.
0: But you're gonna be fine. Yeah. I mean,
1: no. It, and so, so yeah. I just want to distinguish between the like low level Karens and the high level institutional yeah, Karens. Yeah. Many of whom signed this. So just there are there is a smattering of people. Mm-hmm. There are there. It, let's talk about Noam Chomsky noam chomsky signed this letter yeah noam chomsky uh is a notorious progressive leftist anarcho syndicalist Mm -hmm. um he he's right about most he's politicized me he's right about so many things he's a goddamn legend Mm -hmm. Uh, and looks more and more like a real gnome every day yeah gnome looks like a gnome I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Noam like a get out of this one free. Like I'm I don't see a need yeah. to cancel once again like because because I don't believe that this cancel culture is as awful especially against the powerful as they say or as effective. It, it would be wrong of me to go to internet and be the internet and be like, well Noam can- Chomsky's canceled because I don't believe that you know right. and I, I right. do. And I do think whatever intern is making him sign things needs to back the F up.
0: Yeah. And Um, I I mean, Noam Chomsky is also someone who this reminds me very much of the uh, I forget who it was, but someone uh, wanted to have Noam Chomsky defend Matt Taibbi. And so someone emailed Noam Chomsky about Matt Taibbi. Like, isn't he? You you know, did you read his thing? Isn't he pretty good? And then he just wrote back like, seems like a sharp dude and that's it. Or like, seems like a sharp guy. And then he go, <laughs> and then the guy tweeted out, I just emailed Noam Chomsky and uh, uh, to ask about Matt Taibbi. And it turns out, Matt Taibbi's awesome. So everyone, lay off. And then everyone just dunked on him for being <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this email from Noam Chomsky sure does Going make...
1: like a, a thumbs yeah, up. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we will be consulting. I mean, may he rest in peace. May he live a long, long life. But if he ever dies, we'll be re- going to the grave of Noam Chomsky. Yeah. And I mean, so could you, like, read my yeah. dissertation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. like, yeah. So um yeah, I, then I saw a crow fly overhead, and I think that Noam yeah. Chomsky believes the, in his dissertation that I wrote about white men being under attack.
0: That was a message from the crow, <laughs> <laughs> Crow Chomsky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, okay, I just want to explain though a couple beyond Noam Chomsky. There's a couple Jacobin writers, mm-hmm. uh, which is un unfortunate. So he's not the only one on the left. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there uh there are people like. Barry Weiss, who is a like an opinion writer for The New York Times. The worst. And she the specifically worst. has written a lot about how Ilhan Omar is mm-hmm. a threat to the United States and how she's anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. She has been carrying the very uh, moderate Warhawk Democrat, pro-Israel line mm-hmm. on Palestine and specifically against Ilhan Omar. yeah, you know, like um Chelsea Clinton, et cetera. Barry Weiss specifically has gone after any professors who speak out against. That's how Palestine. she started her career and 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 if you want to talk about any kind of censorship, real censorship. Look at any professor or any student group on any campus who wants to actually talk about
0: Palestinian human rights and
1: Palestinian human rights. And they always they get short. There are lists of them that are that are custodially kept. There are people, you know, I mean it is it is a whole industry, right. of, of misinformation. It's not just
0: Twitter bots and people on Twitter who are ganging up on people. This yeah. is like literally government-sanctioned cancel culture. Yes,
1: absolutely. And, and yet we can't talk about that yeah. because they're Palestinian. Um, I mean, it's it's about Palestinians, and uh, you know that doesn't apply here. No, no, no. Freedom of speech. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, no, it's uh, it's so it's so funny and ironic that cancel culture is literally. How she got started uh, <laughs> as a public figure. She was canceling uh, pal- uh, professors who were talking about Palestinian human rights. That that's her origin story. Right. You look at um what's his name? Uh, oh man, the guy who was on CNN uh, who got canceled, the Lamont. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Mark, uh, Lamont Mark Lamont Hill. Hill. Yeah, I love it. Another. Him. He's another perfect example of like you want to talk about cancel culture. I mean, these are these people. Who are talking about uh, the threat of cancel culture have wielded cancel culture their entire careers, especially if they're on the right.
1: I mean, and especially now. Right. Like we are in a moment. We're finally talking about police brutality, not just police brutality. We're talking about the system of policing Mm -hmm. as something that we could radically transform. That's getting on mainstream news right now. Yeah. And whereas other things like corporate control of media or Palestinian human rights you go on mainstream news and start talking about that you're never being asked back so on the one hand we're winning on a lot of on in terms of reconsidering rethinking the prison industrial complex and and systemic racism that is a win but there is a lot more to do um anyway and i will just say that uh There is someone who didn't sign the letter his name is Richard Kim He uh, is the enterprise director at HuffPost and he had a great quote about why he didn't sign it. He says Okay, I did not sign the letter when I was asked nine days ago because I could see in 90 seconds that it was a fatuous Self-important drivel that would only troll the people it allegedly was trying to reach and Mm -hmm. I said as much yeah so good he says i "I could honestly see how someone spent the same amount of time considering it and signed it because some of those words look good Mm -hmm. free speech and hey a friend is asking people make mistakes and that's how social circles work
0: also the font uh for harper's it's a great font it looks (laughs) official it looks like it's probably going to say a bunch of smart words matt lieb tricked by fonts i get tricked by fonts
1: (laughs) we all get tricked by fonts oh my god you don't drink but like most people buy wine based on font
0: good font good wine
1: (laughs) i'm sorry you're in the light right now
0: i know it's so hot where i'm sitting (laughs) It's so hot I'm in the sun
1: Oh god I didn't know it was gonna go down like that You know what
0: I could do? I could close the shade No,
1: no You're gonna stay there You look like you're in a
0: It's so hot You
1: look like you're in sort of a dramatization of your life You know, Uh, like
0: Yeah Oh, this is
1: um, Richard, final, finally, his third tweet is But what I don't get are the smaller groups of people who obviously painstakingly labored over those words and released them with great seriousness and pride and high fives. That hubris is what makes this a deliciously funny moment. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I'll just say, like, then the last caveat I'll say about cancel culture is there is a certain amount of over policing. That we do of one another. Sure. We look at someone and instead of looking at their intentions, instead of asking them another question, instead of even rereading a tweet or asking what they meant by that, we will rush to judgment. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that doesn't just happen online, but it happens in the best of most wonderful circles of, you know, activism and organizing, and, and arguably it happens in an even rougher context because these are people under pressure to, you know, launch campaigns, win victories, mm-hmm. and and hell are being targeted. targeted Targeted by the police as well. And, and, uh, you know, FBI, shit. And yet, in those spaces, I think, it's become more and more difficult to... um, Not become difficult, but I'm saying, there is a certain amount of policing that we do with one another in our speech. So if you, you know, got my pronoun wrong, you're done. Or if Mm -hmm. you, you know didn't say the right, you know, acronym that you should have said, then you're done. And, and if, or if you, um, you know, you spoke too many times in a meeting, you spoke three times and Uh, everyone else spoke two times and you're a white man, you're a cis straight white man. Like that's wrong. Like there's so many ways that we don't let one another off the hook. And so I just want to say that like, there's absolutely a sincere conversation to be had, Mm -hmm. especially on the left and among progressives about not over and hyper policing and politicizing one another and taking everything with the benefit of uh, of the doubt. Yeah. Um because we're all in this same fight together. Yeah. That's not the same cancel culture discussion right, yeah. that is being decried here. It yeah. just sounds like Boomer doesn't know internet. Or yeah. boomer like Elitist boomers mad at the internet.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or you know, right-wing grifter uh, knows exactly what boomers want to hear, which is right. that cancel culture is ruining everything, <laughs> which uh, which it's not, because, uh, you know, if cancel culture really was effective, man... I'll be sick. We'd live in a better world.
1: Wait, wait. And I, I will just say, I do think it is a little bit of a, excuse me, but like a bitch ass move.
0: Oh, it's a bitch ass move. You can say that. This is a bitch move. This is a bitch situation.
1: But it is a bitch ass move when, uh-huh. instead of changing your leadership structures, like, you know, at Amazon, uh, you put up, Black stories for people to watch, or you let's say one Amazon employee or employees who have been, you know, uh, caught doing, going on racist rants, that like they're gonna fire that one person, mm. but they're not gonna challenge what what else is going on. They're not gonna set up like I was saying structures to actually deal with this. They're not gonna change who's in power. You know, all of that. So I do think that like when they're like, oh, and these you know institutional leaders, yeah, but that's on them. Yeah, like that's on them for just taking rash action and not actually structurally and fundamentally changing where they're at. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just wanted to, to add that in there. Totally. Um, I, I want to just the, dude. the comments are so fucking they're good. Really you guys,
0: good. While you're reading them, I'm going to just <laughs> shut that because it's so hot. No,
1: take your headphones off. Um, Read the comment. Someone thanks me for explaining cancel culture. Susie, I feel like that's a little ironic, but it probably you probably don't mean it in that way. Um, if you're ever on cable news and saying anything anti-war, they don't invite you back. Clifford Maxwell said that. That's very true. We saw, saw what happened in the Iraq war.
0: Um, oh, my God. Uh,
1: uh, let's see.
0: Thank God. I, I really needed to. I like this. Someone wrote, how, w- ma- how many uh, company contracts have uh, anti-BDS clauses? Mm. Uh, and, like, to me, the, you know, uh, anti-BDS clauses – that people have to sign uh, to me is like I don't even think talking about Twitter is appropriate to talk about until we deal with the fact that we have actual cancel culture yeah. happening from from a governmental level. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That is you talk about free speech. You can't even. Can't no, even there's talk so about many about things Al-Stans. you're not allowed
1: to talk about. Yeah, um, but like. At the end of the day, I feel like everyone's just arguing for, like, their ability to say the N-word. I feel it's just, like, yeah. white people who are like, well, why can't I say the N-word too? Like, fundamentally, it, it Fundamentally, fundamentally that's what it, all comes it down does
0: to. boil down to, like, but it's my favorite word to say in the shower when I'm mad. <laughs> it's a very specific thing, but I'm just saying, like, it is, at the end of the day, there are people who think that f- what free speech is uh, or, you know, what... Uh, an attack on free speeches is when someone tells you, Hey, what you said is fucked up.
1: Uh, I mean, not to go too, down too much of a rabbit hole, but there is straight up a white supremacist named Baked Alaska. I'm sure you guys remember him from the Unite the Right marshes. He got bear maced. It was so funny. Look that up if, yeah. you, if you need a good laugh. Oh. Uh, Baked Alaska is also like a cake. That's apparently good. But anyway, his Mm -hmm. name is Baked Alaska. He like does ironic um, rap videos. I feel like I'm like giving him more of a promo. The point is, Mm -hmm. is he used to work at BuzzFeed. Yeah. And he used to be kind of a liberal. And apparently one day he said something like, I read his whole origin story, which is so fascinating to know what an origin story of like a white supremacist (laughs) is and to know it's something as fucking small as this. He's working at BuzzFeed, and he said, he's like, oh, I love Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber is my spirit animal. Yeah. And someone was like, you know, you really shouldn't say spirit animal because, you know, it's (laughs) offensive to Native Americans. And he was just
0: like, oh, gee, huh? (laughs) 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 He
1: he went, did a one fucking 80, and was like, oh.
0: Could you not touch my hair? (laughs) You're just like, whoa, bruh. (laughs) It's not that serious.
1: Yeah, yeah. So this is, I mean, we laugh, but like when white people are checked on the smallest things, they really take it way too seriously. We go crazy. We go crazy. I just wanted to read uh, Grow Some Food. Great idea. Says, I wish JK was like Emma Watson or Hermione Granger. Mm. Awesome. I do too. Like, honestly, just take after any of the fictitious characters you've written about. Um
0: what I love about people dunking on J.K. Rowling um, is the fact that, like, it is definitely awakening a lot of people who loved Harry Potter uh, to the fact that, like, um, Harry Potter sucks. <laughs> like here's the thing i've
1: never i haven't we don't have to we don't have to talk about this but i haven't
0: read some enough. people love harry potter and that's okay and there, there's no problem with it but as someone who has never read it and has only seen a couple of the movies and really liked the first movie to be honest it was the first time i'd seen a kid's movie that actually made me feel the same feelings of being a kid even though i was an adult when i saw it but anyways uh <laughs> no uh she's got uh like i think the only asian character in uh harry potter's name is cho chang and, God. <laughs> and it's like hey, God, come on guys
1: i, I just want to can everyone just respond to this open letter and just be like okay cho chang yeah <laughs> like, seriously cool we'll we'll get right on cancel culture when you um you yeah don't don't name your Asian characters just uh, like what, after, what after you think two, their language sounds like. <laughs> two
0: different Asian nationalities. Like, <laughs> it's like one is Chinese and one is Korean. This it's, is true. Yeah,
1: my mom's last name Chang. Chang. Uh, that means I am Chinese.
0: That's what you are. <laughs>
1: Uh, I really love Harish uh, Ramaya you have a comment uh, free exchange of ideas does not mean ignorance should be given equal time that is Abso- so true yeah, yeah, this is
0: yeah. the
1: same argument of like why can't we talk about uh, uh, like social Darwinism now or like phrenology mm-hmm. or whatever Was it, what's it called
0: phrenology yeah that's the one where you're measuring skulls to see yeah, what yeah. race people are yeah but
1: like it's a free exchange of ideas no because it's fake it doesn't exist right
0: some ideas Racial
1: superiority is is a bad idea yeah and
0: it's it's like it's a lot of these ideas were also litigated a long time ago and also uh the consequences of these ideas showed themselves to be pretty dire uh to you know especially to groups that are already at risk right um so, yeah, we all kind of, like, made a collective decision that are like, oh, yeah, we've heard that. These are the same old things. But, uh, you know, people, uh, they feel offended if they just discovered uh, their kind of nascent Nazism. And they're like, why can't I have a free space to explore my, you know, ideas of hating uh, other races and stuff? And it's like, because we... Because we decided that. Yeah, yeah, as that's, a society. that's been done.
1: We're we're moving on to you know uh, uh, abolishing the police. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Well, Matthew. Yeah. I'm so glad you joined me, and now we have to go cook dinner and do coupley things. Oh,
0: for real? Like
1: I, uh, I, doing a puzzle.
0: We gotta get a new puzzle. I know. Yeah, we had a puzzle that was a thousand pieces of just butterflies. And it took us just mu- butterflies, and It like, took us not months. Just, not
1: like thir- third grade, like
0: a uh, hundred butterflies, a
1: hundred HD
0: butterflies, butterflies. And you know what? Most butterflies look exactly the same.
1: They fucking do. Yeah.
0: I mean, I hate to, you know, I, I, I hate to be generalized to generalize, but they kind of all look the same butterflies we're stereotyping
1: now. all monarch butterflies what? they're all pretty
0: they're all no there, well, were, no, there were a lot of moths look like moths and they're they disgusting they were mostly moths like hairy little bodies and their wings were fucking dog disgusting. shit disgusting <laughs> But uh, yeah, we do need to. Do you
1: together. have any puzzle recommendations? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. If we got a puzzle rack, that would be sweet.
1: Send me your puzzle recommendations. Send me your puzzle rack. Follow Matt Lieb on Instagram. He's a thirsty, thirsty boy. I'm
0: so thirsty. At uh, Matt Lieb jokes. That's M A T T L I E B jokes.
1: Matt Lieb. My name is. Matt. Can you work my name into a Hamilton song? My name's so long.
0: Francesca Fiorentini. My name is Francesca. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's too long. Fran, yeah, Franny, feel. I can't do it. I don't know. Uh, well, uh, I have to pick another musical. Does it need to be Hamilton? No. Can it be like?
1: But you can work me into
0: Francesca Fiorentini superstar. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Please. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah.
0: What's the buzz? Tell me, habituation room. room. What's the buzz? Tell me, habituation room. What's the buzz? Tell me, habituation room. What's the buzz? Tell me. Why should you want to watch, watch our stream about the politics? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yay. And Matt Lieb likes musicals. I do. Uh, he is also on Good Mythical Morning. Have you ever seen that? And he's got a podcast called The Frotcast. It's so fun. We did a whole hour on Hamilton. So uh, if you loved it, if you hated it, if you don't know how to feel about it, uh, listen to that Check podcast. Check it out. And uh, we'll be back here on Sunday. I don't know if it, in front of this curtain.
0: This is a bonus curtain.
1: This is a bonus curtain only, mm-hmm. but I will be back with Nato Green, uh, another comedian, Brody Reed, mm. and we're going to be talking to a, uh, a candidate for uh, California State Assembly. Cool. We're going to get real wonky.
0: Love it. Be there
1: on Sunday. All right. Bye.